Hi, how's it going, everybody? And welcome to the Debutify podcast, the premier e-commerce podcast brought to you by Debutify. I'm your host, Alex Bond, and joining me today is Ajay Bam, the co-founder and CEO of Viral, a video marketing and intelligence platform that enables brands to search for valuable user-generated video content for marketing purposes. Ajay is a proven and accomplished product management professional, entrepreneurial thinker, and innovator. On this episode, we discuss why user-generated content is so valuable, what makes a good pitch, how to ensure his AI technology is safe and secure, and much more. Here's our interview now. Ajay, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're extremely happy to have you on. So first things first, why don't you tell me a little bit about your company, Viral? Yeah, absolutely. So hi, everyone. I'm Ajay Bam, CEO and co-founder of Viral. And what we do here at Viral is we're helping brands and retailers and solution providers increase revenue and customer acquisition by leveraging authentic video content, such as reviews, unboxing videos, how-to videos, along with influencer and branded content for insights and commerce. So at the heart of it, what we do is we're really making all video content searchable and useful. So I'll give you an example. So let's say you're buying a BMW, you're on the website and there are, as a shopper, there are 20 videos on the, on the, on the page and you're looking for a video with leather seats, uh, car with leather seats in the review. And I'm looking for a car with child seats. So today of the 20 videos, how do you know which video review is talking about leather seats versus child seats, right? So essentially at Viral, we have solved this problem. We make those 20 videos searchable by analyzing the images, text, transcript, and audio. And we make that searchable in multiple dimensions, uh, everything from sentiment, topic, scene, demographic, diversity, brand safety, and so on. And essentially we offer a video search bar on top of the videos. So you as a shopper can type the word leather seats, Not only will we find the four videos featuring leather seats, uh, but even better, we pull the clips together. So essentially, we've created an in-video search and a video response system to your text queries. You can ask a question or you can make a query and we respond with a video clip. So in the process, what this does is it dramatically improves the efficacy of making shopping decisions for shoppers and more. So in a a nutshell, you know, at Viral, we are capturing videos today from multiple platforms. We then analyze and index and make all video content searchable. And then we enable brands and retailers to act on and action that content by helping them publish that content to their e-commerce site with search, personalization, and, and video SEO. No, I mean, that's extremely powerful. And, and just to make sure that I'm understanding you correctly. So if I'm looking for leather seats, it doesn't just give me back an entire video where that search request is in the video, it actually gives me a clip of where that query is contextualized. Is that accurate? Absolutely. That's exactly it, right? So imagine you have a, you know, today videos are short, but there we also have long form videos, right? There are videos that are three minutes to 30 minutes to an hour long, right? So just as an example, you know, uh, often I watch podcasts and perhaps I'm in an hour long podcast, I'm interested in a particular section of the podcast. For example, you know, right now the buzz is chat GPT. Perhaps I'm interested in looking for that portion of the video talking about that, right? So today my, my, the best I have is manually forwarding the video, right? It's a very cumbersome process. Everyone hates it. It's not very efficient. It's a waste of my time and perhaps my dollars, 
uh, if I was in marketing, right? And so that's the problem we have solved, right? How do you find that portion of the video highly relevant for you as a as a customer or as a as a watcher or a viewer of the video content, right? And, and honestly, like we're today, we're living in the attention economy, right? We're watching uh, on average, I think Gen Zs are watching 2.16 hours, spending 2.16 hours of their time watching videos on their phone whether it's their content or sharing content or watching TikTok or YouTube. So, you know, how do you get the, the customer's attention very quickly with video uh, is really the problem that we've solved at Varo. And what you've done with the company has been able to give something that is a little more authentic in that in that process instead of something that is created or synthetic a little bit. And, and, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Before we kind of go down that road, I wanted to maybe get a little background on the specificity of the software and how that operates in terms of parsing through video content so quickly and, and efficiently, because I think that's what really, I can imagine the idea in and of itself is alluring and efficient, but you actually have to have good enough software to do that. So I want to I want to make sure that we kind of cover our bases there before we talk about the implications a little bit. Sure. Yeah. So today we have integrated with multiple platforms. We have integrated with YouTube, TikTok, Dropbox, Shopify. So we're adding multiple platforms. We can capture videos today from multiple platforms. And essentially, after the video is captured, we can then match that video to your product catalog. For example, if you're a brand. After the matching is done, we then analyze the, uh, the audio, text, images, and transcription. So essentially, we have trained machines to watch videos. We have 28 algorithms that understand a video, uh, what's in the video, and make sense of it. And so we essentially are parsing the video and analyzing it in 11 dimensions. So everything from uh, sentiment analysis, so understanding whether the comments made in the audio are positive or negative, in both negative comments, phrases, Keywords, uh, looking at topics, you know, is this a review of lipstick? Or is this a dealership video of uh, a review of a car and so on, right? So identifying 100 topics by vertical, uh, we look at scenes, more than 600 scenes and landmarks. So for example, if you're a brand in selling sunscreen, you're probably interested in, in promoting videos in the sun, right? Sure. So, and those backgrounds can be very interesting and useful. Uh, we look at brand safety, which is very, very important for brands, right? Making sure that there's no nudity, foul language or minors in the video uh, that are being featured without permission, right? We look at then demographic, you know, are you featuring the target demographic or are the people making videos uh, that we captured from YouTube, are they the target demographic uh, that you're looking that you're looking at, right? So we look at age, ethnicity, and we capture the age, ethnicity, and gender of uh, all the people in the videos. We're looking at, you know, is there music, sound, silence, noise, uh, speech, right? Language detection. You know, we detect more than 149 languages. Where possible, we detect, even identify the, you know, the country from where the uh, the video was uploaded. So, so many different angles and to analyzing videos. So, essentially, on the platform, we're one of the first companies in the world where you can rate and rank all your video content with uh, 150 different filters, right, based on your marketing campaign or market research that you're trying to do, right? And the beauty is not only can you track your data and capture your data, but you can also track all your competitor data as well, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Which can be very helpful, right? It can be helpful for... So for example, we do keyword analysis of the audio, right? To identify SEO keywords, to identify trending keywords, perhaps competitor names, and so on mentioned in the audio, right? 
This can be extremely valuable for brands as they're building their SEO list, keyword list, or their messaging, or if they want to stand out above their uh, competitors. So in short, we're summarizing. And so we analyze all of this and we give brands the top and the worst 10 video reviews, for example, uh, by product, uh, which has never happened before. And the beauty is, you know, we are multi-platform, so it's one-stop shop for capturing all your video content in one on one dashboard. And the beauty is we don't actually host any of the videos. So you as a brand, can we can capture your YouTube content, your both your videos and also your uh, user-generated content as well. But we can also capture your agency content as well, uh, all, your, all, all your video content and make it searchable, right? So today, the best mechanism is a lot of customers track uh, video files by file names and Excel sheets, right? It's not very efficient when you have 50 to 100 videos for a number of different products and campaigns or maybe thousands of millions of videos if you're a retailer. So how can you parse uh, video data at scale, at speed, and capture rich insights and then action on it is really at the heart of what we do, at the heart of what our tech does. And it's fascinating stuff. I'll tell you, I probably have a million questions on this thing. It, it, we, <laughs> we could be here all day talking about it if it were up to me. So let's start with the different parameters. So so you mentioned that you can search by, for example, leather seats or, or, or something like that. But what are you know some of the more specific parameters that you can actually search for? Because I can imagine if you get too descriptive, you'll you'll end up with one video, you yeah. know? And yeah. if you start too general, you'll end up with every video that's ever been on YouTube. So yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what are kind of those specific search parameters that companies can search by? Yeah. And honestly, like there's really four top that are top of every brand and, okay. and retailer's mind, right? So first is demographic, right? Mm -hmm. Is it featuring my target demographic? Is the video the right demographic, right? That's number one. Second is brand safety. You know, is making sure that it, the video is brand safe from a publishing or a sharing point of view, right? No one wants to be, no one, no brand wants a nasty video about them, right? So which also leads to the third point, which is sentiment. You know, is it positive or negative? And what are they saying um, was positive about the product, right? That can be very helpful. And so, you know, those are some of the top things is demographic, brand safety, sentiment analysis, and also relevancy of the topic is very important. Number four is topic. So, you know, when you look at different verticals, so for example, in the beauty vertical, reviews, unboxing videos, and how-to videos are very essential uh, for a brand to drive more uh, lift and conversion. Uh, in the automotive category, it's usually uh, a review of the car, but also a dealership video, an expert talking about giving a commentary on the car. And car is a very visual product. Like people like to see a tour inside and outside tour of the car and understand the top features of the car. So I would say those are the four key things that you can filter upon and you can leverage on the platform that every brand cares about. So that's cool that that you could actually get the information where it's like, these are all kind of negative reviews of the product. You could still review those videos if you wanted to just for, say, quality control on the company's behalf, but also not yeah. have to promote them at the same time. So you could still use that data. And yeah, I'll share with you a use case uh, we recently did. We analyzed for a brand 6,000 videos in less than eight days. What would have taken them 11 and a half months to manually watch a video and understand it? Oh my gosh. And here's the use case. They were very specifically, they launched uh, two products in the CPG space, in the uh, hair care space. And they were interested in understanding what people were saying about the top, the new product features 
in the product. It was the razor, right? And so, for example, on the on the dashboard, the brand managers they could search some of the features, like what are people saying about Blade? What are people saying about battery life? What are people saying about gap or or the blade size, right? So the beauty of Varl is you can type the word Blade. Not only will we find every comment sentence talking to Blade about Blade, but even better, you can play all the clips together. So you can actually listen to all the clips about the word Blade, what, how, what people are referencing and what they're saying, right? I mean, without Varl, you would have to spend hours digging through this. With Varl, within within few minutes, you can instantly watch all the clips together. You know, the reason video performs every single time it does really well, whether you're a brand manager or whether you're a shopper, is because you can see the person, the product, and the emotions inside the video, right? So it's not just simply reading something, you know, like a text review where you're reading something and you're not sure whether the person actually owned the product. Here, you can actually see the person as they're talking about the blade. They're actually perhaps pointing to the blade, right, in the video. That's extremely powerful to actually see that the person owns the product. They're saying, they're referencing the product, and here's what they're saying about the product. So trust is very important, and, and video increases brand trust quite a bit, both with customers and shoppers. And we can actually expound on, on that part a little bit and go down that little little rabbit trail or that rabbit hole. So why specifically do you think that these user-generated videos are more valuable or impactful than branded marketing videos? Is it, is it that authenticity? Because I feel like... Yeah, yeah. so let's, let's, let's look at the evolution of... Yeah, of, please. Right? I mean, we went from newspaper to radio to television to internet to social, to social video, to TikTok. More content was created on TikTok in 2022 and 2021 than probably the past 20 years. The reason TikTok went viral is is it's a very authentic channel or a medium. Anyone to play with and, and be entertained. So I think at the end of the day, what people are looking for is authenticity. They're looking for something unique, a unique point of view on something. And they're looking for something that's fun. And that's genuine. And that's the reason why TikTok really took off uh, versus uh, platforms before TikTok, right? It's And also the, the short form, right? So TikTok is very short. The videos are less than uh, 60 minutes or even less than 30 seconds. So you're able to scroll N number of videos uh, very quickly and be entertained. And, and or get something out of it, right, very quickly. So yeah, to your point, you know, uh, authenticity matters uh, the most. And it matters the most for brands when it comes to reviews. I mean, our focus at Viral is, is video reviews and how to really help brands understand them and, and, and leverage all that content for product marketing. So finding, capturing authentic video reviews and then understanding them and being able to leverage them Authentic reviews have a direct correlationship with your sales. You know, the more authentic reviews, the more likely your sales will go up because people like to see other people like them speaking about the product and brand. That's very helpful in making purchase decisions. And I think there's a lot of value to, you know, when I'm on on Instagram or Twitter or, or anything like that, it doesn't feel so genuine when people are pretty much like, talking about the product and talking about how much they love it and and you see sponsored above the post or it's even even the company is tagged in the post there there's there's a certain sense of grimace that kind of comes across my face when even in something that is designed to look genuine feels like I'm being sold to instead of someone saying hey I got this thing this is how I reacted from this thing they're not paying me to say any of this I just thought that it was interesting you know and I I think that's kind of the the confusing part of 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 the marketing is sometimes it feels like their companies are trying to replicate that 
you know, authenticity. And it comes across even more hollow to, to someone like myself. Before I, I get too deep down there, I wanted to know where specifically viral is searching for this content. Is it on social media? Is it on YouTube? Is it just the internet at large? I mean, where specifically does does your software look? We started with, you know, so most product video reviews today sit on YouTube because YouTube has been around for more than 15 years. YouTube Reviews also tend to be a little bit longer than 30 seconds. It started with YouTube. We have now integrated with TikTok. We have integrated with Dropbox. And with Dropbox, brands can upload their own video content that they're producing as well. And we're continuing to add more platforms, right? We have now integrated with Shopify. We're adding, we adding more platforms uh, in 2023. So, you know, our end goal is if there's a video out there for a brand, we want to help you find it and we want to help you leverage it uh, to drive your key KPIs. That's really our ultimate goal. So we'll, we're getting to, we started with these most popular platforms, but in future, we we're looking forward to adding more. Wonderful. And I can imagine there will be the next TikTok or the next Twitter that is being invented right now, you'll eventually implement, you know? You don't know what what's around the corner is, is I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and also the beauty is, you know, we just launched an API where any company in the world can use the API to capture and send a video to us on the to their dashboard on the on, on Varo. So it can also be a reverse integration as well where they're integrating the API to send videos and capture all the insights and then leverage the insights back on their product pages. So we have a full API SD uh, toolkit for brands and retailers um, to implement that and make their content searchable, right, on their on their pages. I mean, one of the big things we're solving right now is search is one of the... So we have two sort of components to our product, right? One is the intelligence component where we help you capture and, and, and capture insights and, and intelligence on your content or your competitors. The other portion of this is the, the commerce component, right? Once you have found the great videos or you have captured videos, what do you do with it? So we have created a mechanism to be able to publish content to your product pages. If you integrate the API, we're the first company to, if you integrate the API, we can make any video on your website, e-commerce site, or mobile app searchable. And, you know, if you think of, if you think of video content, right, it's not just reviews. Uh, as a brand, you might also have how-to videos. You might have support and training videos for your shoppers, in p- perhaps even in the support and FAQ section of your site. So we can help uh, make all that video content uh, searchable, right? And the underlying te- technology, what we're also doing is we're generating a transcript. Today, we generate about 100 tags of what's in the video. So today, one of the big problems that search engines have is they don't understand if there's a video on the page, they don't know what's in the video. And Google is very nervous about brand safety. So even accidentally, if they end up showing a nudity or something, you know, it can create a nightmare, right? It can be a, a both a lawsuit and a, a PR disaster. A disaster, right? It's just a PR disaster, a ban, right? Country ban. So what Varul is doing is, you know, we generate the tags, we authenticate whether the video is brand safe or not. And with the video, when you publish the video, you can now add the transcript, you can add all your tags or what's in the video. So you can now, for the first time, you can enrich all your HTML video tags, uh, and you can now enable better video SEO. So you can now let Google search engine know that, hey, my video is brand safe. It features a 19-year-old female talking about lipstick. Also, it attaches the transcript to it, so Google is now able to read the video. If you, Google is able to read the video, it's able to show the video in your search results, right? So in the process, uh, in the long term, you know, I think a lot of people will be even searching videos within with Google search 
And so we're helping and facilitating improving your video search with your search engines uh, with viral as well. So, you know, that ultimately translates to new customer acquisition. Uh, helping customers instantly find the answers translates to making faster shopping decisions, as well as so faster conversion uh, on the uh, on the shopping cart. And of course, you know, as a brand, you can get a lot of insights. You know, what are people searching in my, in the videos, right? If you know everyone in, in, in a particular car is searching for battery life, perhaps you can even highlight that feature on the video. You can highlight that above the video in your messaging or your promotion as well, right? So multiple ways of thinking about how you can leverage video content. And I'm glad we went over that, honestly, because I you bring up some things that I didn't even think of is, is being able to actually use the search more than the search results to figure out what what sort of content should we be putting out there, not like what supports our narrative is what narrative should we be supporting, you know? And I, I think there's a lot of value to that. You've mentioned a few times that part of Viral's, in my opinion, part of Viral's really important software is that not only does it find these videos, but it ranks them. I think there's a lot to be said to to having something automatically ranking the quality for you. What's that system to determine, you know, what video is more valuable than another's? Is it is it just relevancy or or what else is there? Yeah. So so I would say first is of course highly relevancy, right? And we we discuss relevancy in the context of language. It has to be so, so a language that I can understand as a shopper. It needs it to be accessible, to be, you know? Accessible, right? It has to be demographically relevant. It has to be brand safe. It has to be topical, right? Something that that uh, I, I can um, uh, I can find very useful. But I would say in general, to answer your question, like it, it really depends, right? It really depends on what your marketing goal is. If your marketing goal is perhaps to talk about a particular feature of a product, maybe then you can showcase video clips featuring different demographic, right? So you're targeting all your demographic, right? So it, it can vary, right? If if a particular brand safety can be sensitive in certain areas, right? So for example, if you're a company in the in the in the lingerie space, or in, in that case, understanding you know how much skin is being exposed or not can can be so brand safety can be highly relevant there. If you're a baby care product company, uh, you know, you want to be mindful of mine being having minors in the video. Right. Or at least make sure that you have parental permission uh, if there's a baby in the video and so on. Right. So I would say that beyond the the general relevancy of the video, as I expressed before, it really depends on your campaign and, and what your goals are. OK, so just to make sure I'm, I'm hearing you correctly, the company can actually decide how their videos are ranked exactly. without having to rank them themselves. So, for example, if I'm searching for we'll keep with uh, BMW. Um, I, I return all these videos and then say I want to rank them by price, like it, where, where that's something that's being talked about more in the video compared to luxury or comfort or demographic or something like that. I can divide up those rankings by all these different variables, essentially. Or, or it could be engagement, right? Maybe you're interested in, in promoting a video with a lot of likes. Someone and, actually driving yeah. it to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, so many, so many variables, right? It really depends on, on your marketing goals. No, that's that's wonderful. I really appreciate you helping explain that for me. So, we've talked about the software and actually attaining these videos. And we've talked about what you can do with these videos, but that that little middle section that I, I'd like to dive into a little bit is the the licensing 
part or the licensing medium a little bit. So how much does it generally cost to license someone's video to use for marketing purposes? I mean, can you walk me through that process a little bit? So, you know, when it comes to video licensing, there are multiple models to licensing. Uh, you know, now on TikTok, you can license the video yourself as a brand, right? And you can, then once it's licensed, you can upload the video on, on the viral platform. So there are multiple models to licensing. One is it can happen outside the, the viral uh, ecosystem, viral platform. And you can simply, once it's licensed, you can upload that video and you can then publish that video. We also have a licensing tool in the platform as well. So we capture the email address of the creator. You can reach out to creators and, and license content as well. A number of brands also work with influencers uh, to license their content directly. I mean, there's a number of influencer platforms where you can actually make a video, produce a video, or in invite a creator or, a or to do so. And then, of course, you know, when you think of review platforms like the Bazaar Voice and the Yotpos of the world, right? They can run a campaign. You can, as a, as a brand, invite your shoppers to upload a video review after a purchase is made, right? And by default, when you with a review platform, when you upload a, a video, you're giving the rights to the review platform to leverage that video content. How you can license the video and then leverage it really depends on, again, by varies by customer. It can be outside the viral ecosystem or it can be inside the viral platform. We see a lot of licensing is actually already happening before sometimes if it comes to viral, but it's up to you as a brand to decide what your best uh, model is, business model is. Some Many brands already have relationship with influencers, agencies, and review platforms. So you, they can just harness that instead of leveraging viral, you can leverage your current platforms. Instead of having to cold call these uh, essentially yeah. cold call these influencers or, or people who already made the video and say, hey, can you sign this contract? We want to use this video, which I imagine some companies do. It's probably like the hardest or lower on the end. Our core strength is in video search, right? That's what we're good at. So this can be leveraged across review platforms, <laughs> across influencer platforms, content creation platforms, multiple platforms and, and multiple templates, right? And websites and, and more. And so my question there is, I mean, we've talked about how you can you can rank them in terms of, you know, if, if there's like a minor involved or nudity involved or, or specific things like that. And, and the first thing that popped into my head was music. Because I know that music is a heavily licensed entity. And so let's say I search and I find a video that is perfect. You know, you have a influencer who's talking about my product. She loves it. She highlighted all the features of, of what my company would do. But she's listening to a Britney Spears song in the background. Is is it is that capable of being scrubbed out of the video? I mean, what sort of editing metrics can you can you give me? Yeah, so a couple of things, right? So first of all, we're able to identify there's music. So that's good news that you can you first you know there's music. Uh, second of all, a lot of music content, uh, video content is coming from YouTube and TikTok videos. And the the nice thing is, yeah, they, YouTube and TikTok make the first strike on the video, so they will actually flag your video if the video is not appropriately licensed. Uh, on the platform. So they're doing the first strike. Uh, currently, we don't scan the video and, and uh, ourselves. We don't do the, the strike on the music content, but it's something that is already being done on social media by social media platforms. So hence, we don't need to do it. But then I think in future, you know, as more content gets uploaded to our platform directly, uh, we might consider looking at, uh, you know, music as well and the copyright issue behind that. But at yeah. the moment, we don't do that. We rely on a social media platform, which they do a pretty good job, honestly. I know that YouTube's great at it because it's yeah. the easiest way to get your your videos non-monetized. As soon as YouTube yeah. says, <laughs> exactly. this song exists, you're not getting paid for it. 
Exactly. But, I mean, w- with respect, the other side of the ball is I've seen plenty of TikTok, Instagram, Twitter videos that have music in the background, not because they're being uploaded from that software or from that platform. It's because someone's listening to the song in the background. And I think that kind of scrubs it a little bit. So, And Alex, I'll also just make a commentary here that when it comes to reviews, right, the, our focus is uh, more on less entertaining videos, entertainment, more on reviews, unboxing, oh, sure. reviews, right? So in our category, yes, there is music, but it's very rare. You know, when you when someone is giving a review, they're very intense. They're intentionally giving, intentionally giving a review. You see less music in review videos directly. I'm not saying it, there isn't, but it's usually like royalty free stuff anyway. Yeah, it's very yeah, it's very rare to see a lot of hear a lot okay. of music. Because they're speaking to a review. No, I, I appreciate you educating me on that. So with regard to this AI software, because that's generally what, what is powering it, right, is AI software. How do you ensure that that software isn't invasive and only returns pertinent information instead of private data? You know, I mean, I can imagine when you have something so wide scale, monolithic, you can actually probably get back some stuff that you didn't really mean to see or didn't really mean to search for. How do you, how do you, <laughs> does that happen? How do you prevent that from yeah, happening? Yeah. So a couple of things. So, so Alex, let me start by saying that we are GDPR compliant, which means that we only read public video or we read videos that have been posted or shared with on the world platform. It's not like you guys are going through emails or anything like that, obviously. No, we just just don't do that. I mean, we're completely GDPR compliant, so brands can use the content appropriately, right? So if if a person can see a video we can uh, on in public domain like YouTube, then we can we can also analyze it. So we also will turn off the video if the video has been removed from the internet. So we are fully compliant with the GDPR requirements. And the beauty is like, you know, the brands are running campaigns or the video review platforms are running campaigns and capturing videos. So they're already capturing the the um, permission uh, in the process to be able to analyze the video and leverage it. So we don't, yeah, we're not just going anywhere and everywhere. <laughs> scrapping data we don't we don't scrape data no and, and and i totally expect as much i just like being being informed of all angles no, no, and, and it's, letting it's our, our viewers speak it's, it's, yeah it's, it's a great question right and if you think about videos today right they're sitting in three silos social mobile on your device and they're sitting behind enterprise firewalls right and so our goal at viral is you know and and believe it or not 90 i would say over 95 percent of video content today is not searchable and it's and hence, it's completely underutilized. Because if you can't find something, how can you leverage something? Totally. Right? I mean, that's why Google is <laughs> Google is what Google is. And, and so our, our mission in the world, you know, for viral is very simple. We want to make the world's video content searchable. And making that searchable has benefits for you as a brand or as an enterprise. It has benefits for your team, right? Increases productivity if you're able to find what you're looking for and take more actions faster, quicker. It helps a shopper, you know, in the e-commerce world. It helps you find answers quicker. If you're a company that offers uh, also offers support videos, fi- helping customers instantly find the answer with a video clip can save a lot of time and money on your support cost, right? And more. So I think um, multiple videos are very powerful. And if we're able to make uh, video content searchable, it's going to have tremendous benefits uh, in terms of uh, ROI for uh, for enterprises. No, absolutely. Customer right? acquisition, conversion, and page engagement. So I'll give you a quick case study. Like we've seen with a number of our customers, uh, the moment they put videos up, page engagement increases 2x to 5x. We're seeing that. Uh, they're getting insights on what videos are performing well, 
but also what views are not performing well, right? That can help you optimize your content strategy. They might not be performing. It's important to know, for example, you know, when you think of demographic, right? Your target demographic, it's important to know what you have, but it's also important to know what you don't have. If I know I'm missing 10 reviews for these products, you know, I better have create campaigns to capture those reviews. Because guess what? If the reviews are missing, the customer is going to skip to the next product that has a review. Have you have you been in a shopper journey where uh, the product had zero reviews and you're like, um, I, I ain't buying anything that doesn't have any reviews. Sketchy. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, it feels too good to be true. Correct. It feels, it, right? Exactly, right? So it's important to understand what, what you have, what you don't have, and then use what you don't have to build your content strategy. That actually leads me to my next question, which is, have you ever had a company come in, say they buy, use your product, your service, they search for videos, and they don't get any results whatsoever. I mean, I find that difficult with, you know, 8 billion people on the planet, but I can imagine with companies that are still young and still figuring their stuff out that they might not be able to get some reviews back and and then they they paid for the service and and they're not even involving themselves enough to have, because I don't think that's your fault. I don't think that's viral's fault. I think that's more the company's fault for making sure that their product isn't out there. So what what happens when that happens, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, like there are companies in in sort of three buckets, right? Which is they're just newbies and they don't have a lot of video content. There are old school companies that don't have video content because they didn't, they didn't, they haven't yet stepped up and, and be with their customers. And the companies with they have a certain number of SKUs, so they have, they're starting to get a lot of video content. So to answer your question in the first and the second bucket, right, where you don't have a lot of videos, I think that's a very useful insight to know that you don't have any videos, right? That's step one, right? Step two is understanding if you don't have videos, can you actually look at your competitor data or look at your target demographic and start capturing and starting start to build your content strategy, right? So on the viral platform, for example, if you're a beauty brand and you're launching a lipstick product, you don't have a lot of videos. Well, guess what? On the viral platform, you can go find everyone who's making lipstick videos. And perhaps you can leverage them to start uh, helping you build a create a video for your for your product and brand. So instead of just looking for my product, I can look for the product at yeah. large and then see who's making those videos, send them a product, make me a video. Okay. Yeah, right. I yeah. mean, I mean, you have to start somewhere. Yeah. No, I think that's extremely right? intelligent. And and so you ha- you have to start somewhere with what you what's already out there. Or you could use use a competitor's study to to decide to target the right demographic for your product, right? If you're seeing that a particular product is resonating well from with your competitors with a certain demographic, perhaps then you you understand that from video analysis and then you use your you you produce your content for that target demographic and go after that. So or you can find creators, right, on the platform as well who who talk to a particular brand and product. I think that makes a lot of sense. Now, I actually want to pivot a little bit because part of my background research on you and the company, I, I found out that you actually Ajay won the highly competitive TechCrunch early stage pitch off, which some people might know, some people might not. I personally am very impressed by that, honestly. You won that competition with your pitch of viral. So I can understand now after talking with you for about 40 minutes a little bit how, because you are articulate, charismatic, intelligent. But I'd like to know, maybe as advice for our audience, what in your opinion are some of the variables that that make a good pitch? Yeah. So a couple of things, right? I think, first of all, are you solving a big problem? Are you solving a real pain point? So I think it starts there. You know, your business should be solving a big problem, right? Or a problem. That's step one. I think the second thing is, you know, when it comes to pitches is what's unique about your product and brand or what you're selling? What's your traction? Who's on the team, right? 
And the hardest thing is sometimes with a pitch is the shorter it is, like, for example, I think the TechCrunch pitch that I won was three minutes long. It's really hard. That's efficient. <laughs> it's yeah. It's really hard to be, you know, to concise your, 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 the wow factor in a, in, in the, in a three minute pitch. But, you know, it takes a lot of practice and really working with your team to get it right. And like I said, those, those four or five things matter, right? The problem you're solving, what's your solution? Why is it unique? What kind of traction do you have? How big is the market size? What is, what does your team look like? And is there competition? Addressing some of these topics in your pitch very concisely with one sentence could be could is sort of the key to winning the 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 competition. And of course, you know, I think investors, the right investors or the audience or the jury or the um uh, the judges, they know that you know that it's a big problem. They they they're hearing it as well. And from my experience too, I don't I don't want to throw my two cents in there too much, but from from what I'm hearing from you a little bit and what I've heard from other people in the past is. When people are being pitched to, they don't like being sold to. They they more want to feel that you are solving a problem that actually exists, or that I'm getting a smoking deal from what this guy exactly. is telling what me. You, you know, it is, it is to my disadvantage if I don't hear him out. You know, and and I think making people feel that way is a lot more comfortable. Like I also wanted to to get into a little bit. I think that it's no coincidence that your product and your service is going through videos essentially of people pitching uh, of people reviewing and kind of pitching products and, and 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 different things that they're seeing is there a correlation between your product which is searching for content that is kind of being pitched via these user generated videos and your ability to successfully pitch the idea of your product does does one of these factors impact the other significantly do you think i would say whether you're doing a review or a pitch you're talking about a pain point right i mean in a review, I could be mentioning uh, in a car review, I might be mentioning battery life. What are you? What's the review about? It's about the life of the battery, right? Essentially, you're addressing a pain point, like which is how many hours and miles will the will the battery last? And so, I think to come back to your question, I mean, yes, in 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 a way, a review, a video review, and a pitch is similar in the sense that it is uh, talking to a problem, it is advising on a problem, it's giving an opinion on a problem and how to solve it. Simple enough. Well, before we wrap up, I always ask our guests this final question, essentially in the e-commerce world, most CEOs and anyone who's really in the entrepreneurial realm is operating 24-7, 365. You got to go, 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 go. But I also feel like it's extremely important to have some sort of balance. One of the guests recently called it uh, work-life harmony instead of work-life balance, because it, it doesn't always have to be balanced as long as it's harmonious. My question to you, Ajay, is what do you do in your free time in terms of hobbies, interests, your personal well-being, to ensure stability in your mental health space and, and work-life harmony? Yeah, so I would say sort of a couple of things. One is uh, having a supporting uh, network of family and friends who are always there for you. You know, when you have your ups and downs as you're running a company and someone to go to talk to in confidence and mentors, it's very helpful. I'm, I'm very grateful to have amazing mentors in my life, along with my family and friends. Uh, who support me 400%. So that's number one. I would say number two is, you know, that gives you peace of mind that there is someone behind you, right? Uh, I would say number two is I'm a huge travel aficionado. I've been to more than 62 countries around the world. Oh, wow. I, I savor cultures, cuisine, people, languages. I'm a linguist as well. I speak many languages. And so 
I think um, it gives you a perspective and it gives you a perspective even for your business. You know, how are what's what's happening with video in, in, in America's versus in Africa versus in these experiences, travel experiences also, you know, I bring that back to my team, right? I bring a, a, a point of view. I bring passion for building a very diverse team. Everything, all with my travel, it also comes back to life with my company as well and, and at work as well, right? How you treat people, giving respect, right? Having, you know, treating people with dignity very important for me i never treated anyone with in any crappy manner i just don't do that i think travel helps that a little bit of, of meeting yeah. these new people new cultures understanding that that might be different than what i'm used to with respect you know yeah and, and i would say the number the last thing is uh sleep and exercise you know i try to get seven to eight hours of sleep every day it's extremely fundamental to good health and good living and exercise like i'm a swimmer i'm a runner I'm a biker. So I bike, you know, having the being fortunate to live in a very sunny area uh, here in, in the Bay Area. I, I bike a lot every week, like 100 miles. So, you know, that really keeps me sane. And it's hilly too. So, you know, a mile might really be two because you're going up and down. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ajay, I, I really appreciate your time. It's been a pleasure talking with you and good luck with Viral. Yeah, thank you. Thanks very much. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Thank you. I'd like to thank my guest, Ajay Bam, for joining me on the show and come back on Thursday when I talk with Anatoly Lubinsky, the founder of GSM Growth Agency, about how he went from being a waiter to generating eight-figure results for his clients in just five years. For more information about Ajay, you can connect with him on LinkedIn. To learn more about Viral, you can check out their website, viral.com, that's spelled V-Y-R-I-L-L, or follow them on Twitter and YouTube, at Viral, on Facebook, at Viral, Inc., or Instagram, at Viral, under That's our show. Thanks for joining us. And we hope you come back to find new episodes being published every Tuesday and Thursday. Until next time. 